The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Well, welcome to The Career Confidant, and we're so glad that you are tuning in live on this wonderful spring Colorado day or that you've decided to download the podcast. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zeminoff, and I'm so glad that you've joined us for this show. My guess is that you've been following along or maybe you've just caught on to the fact that this show is really about helping you manage your career in a proactive way because we know that companies are no longer kind of putting us on this career track and helping us grow in our career. A lot of that has come to you as a professional to be able to manage your own career and direct your own growth. So each week, I share some of my experiences helping thousands of professionals advance in their careers, and I bring in industry leaders to provide career intelligence that can help you stay ahead of the curve, and moving towards your goals in a proactive way. This afternoon, we have a very special guest. We are going to be talking to the career coaches coach, Susan Whitcomb. And Susan has an amazing background in working through the career industry, writing a bunch of books. You've probably seen Resume Magic, Job Search Magic, Interview Magic, and then moved into doing some executive coaching and work with executives. And so she's helped thousands, I think she says ten thousands of job seekers work through the process of not just job search, but career advancement. And knowing that we're all more in charge of our career advancement today, I invited Susan to talk about kind of that being promotable, right? How are we going to be promotable at work? How do we get promoted? And then how do we succeed in our new role? So that's what we're we're going to be talking about today. And if you want to take the advantage of asking Susan or myself a question about career advancement, you can call in live at 866-472-5790, or you can email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com with your questions and really have a rare opportunity, especially to get some advice from Susan um, for free. So we hope you take the advantage of doing that. Susan, we are just so happy to have you here and thank you for joining us. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks, Marie. Yeah. So let's start off by talking about what do people do at work every day? Maybe what are five things that people could do at work every day to set themselves up 
for getting advancement opportunities. Right. So, you know, I think the very first thing is just begin with with the obvious, and sometimes this gets overlooked when we start thinking about where we want to move into the future. But beginning with the obvious is to simply do what is expected. Do what is expected. Nobody will... Um, promote you if you're not doing the job that you were hired to do in the first place. And so just really revisiting that and revisiting that, whether it be through your job description, but oftentimes those things change and morph over time, but sitting down with your manager and making sure that you're hitting home runs on a regular basis, you know, or getting to plate, (laughs) getting to first base, getting to second base, making sure that you've got those deliverables coming in that are expected of you in the first place. And then, beyond just doing what you're expected, doing more than you're expected. It's that old saying to under-promise and over-deliver. If you're doing beyond what is expected and you can show the manager that you have the capability to do beyond what's expected, then they're going to have much less risk in deciding to promote you because their reputation is really on the line, right? If if they're thinking about um, offering you up for a promotion, they got to make sure that they're going to look good in that process. So I think that would be the very first thing. All right. Good, good. And then beyond that, I think you asked for five items. So um, number two, I would say don't just do beyond what's expected to be busy and, um, you know, like a, the whirling dervish. You, you want to avoid that. I think you want to be really, really strategic about what you're going to do more of. So if it's that you want the next uh, rung in the ladder to be supervising someone and you don't yet have supervisory responsibilities, to start looking around and maybe volunteering for task forces or committees that you can take some leadership on and you can supervise people with or you can supervise interns or even something outside of the organization if you need to do it in a community organization or a faith-based based organization, but some way to to get that extra skill that happens to be the gap between where you are and where you want to go. Don't just get busy and do anything, but do something strategically, anything. Yeah, love it. Love it. And I like the idea of moving outside your not have to be in the company, right? If you want to get that leadership position, you could do that at a local nonprofit or, or some other way to fill that gap. Yeah. And, you know, it's best, obviously, if you can be visible, valuable, viable to the people who have the ability to endorse you and promote you. Um, but if you can't do that, then you'll get more confidence yourself doing those extra skills somewhere. So. Yeah. Perfect. And then I think the third thing that I think is really critical is to be playing to your strengths. And Marie, with your huge background in the careers industry, you, you well know this, this item, but so many people sort of forget what they really are strong at. And whether you've done a strengths finder kind of an assessment or a personal branding assessment or something that's going to help you really identify what those strengths are, memorize them. Write them down on your calendar every day. Think about how one of those strengths will be what you will lead with when you are faced with something challenging or difficult. And just really beyond you knowing them, then begin to help others to know what they are. And that way, so for instance, let's say that one of your strengths is being strategic. And that's a key strength to have if you want to get promoted. And if you verbally 
uh, tell people, you know, I love being strategic about these kinds of things. If you get complimented for doing something well and it had to do something, it had to do with strategy, to be able to accept that compliment and say, I love anything that has to do with being strategic. You know, this is just easy and fun for me. When you start planting those seeds, then other people begin to realize, oh, we should tap on Joe's shoulder when this, um, because of this opportunity that we've got coming up because they'll think about you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, do you, how many of your, the people that you often work with really know and understand and have their strengths memorized and use them very strategically on a daily basis? Not very many, right? Because we're so, and especially even the performance review process is set up to look at our weaknesses and and you have to be very conscious to, to focus it on the strengths. Right, so you have to be very intentional about that. So, and I'll tell you, when, when people get a hold of that and they realize, hey, these are my strengths and this is how I'm going to lead with them, it just makes life so much easier. And I think that's another important process, part of the process as well, is that the more at ease you are, the more comfortable you are in your skin, the more able you are to be efficient without you know, beating your head against the wall, um, the quicker you're going to rise to the top. So, and then I think I'd put for number four of this whole concept of having some emotional intelligence. <laughs> mm. um, I think it's, it's often easy for people to um, think, well, I've got the technical skills to do this, and I, I can certainly, um, you know, run circles around somebody else, and, you know, why did they not hire me? Why did they not promote me over somebody else? Well, many times it's because that other person is better liked, and that's not always just um, sort of a political move. It's oftentimes because they have more emotional intelligence. And so thinking about how do I not just understand how the organization ticks, but how do I understand how people tick? And how do I get them on my side, or how do I get them on the side of what the company wants to have done? Um, and I think understanding one's personality, we all have strengths in certain areas of our personality, and those strengths can also become our weaknesses. <laughs> um, I think I've seen some statistics out of the Center for Creative Leadership that talk about arrogance being the number one derailer of executives. And so kind of being aware of, of the emotional intelligence piece is, is critical. Yeah. Yeah, actually, we talked a few maybe a month ago on the show about the seven roadblocks and one of them was that you had the Harvard article that we talked about in the leadership development class uh, yes. around the Harvard study about likable fools and competent um, jerks. Competent jerks. Yes, yes. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Yeah. And then finally, um, I think the the whole process of I mentioned being strategic about what you're doing I think you also need to be really strategic about understanding the organization from a global perspective and I don't mean global internationally I mean even if you have a small regional company what globally does that organization do are you just so deep into one department and you don't see the big picture so for instance I'm thinking about um, a colleague of mine who, who told the story this was when they were setting up the University of California Merced campus uh, here in California a couple of years ago. And a person had been in the IT department and he had wanted to get promoted. And as he made his pitch for why he wanted to get promoted, all he talked about was how it was going to benefit him 
and he had some ideas about things that could be done, but he was clueless that those ideas were going to fight against some of the other departments, and he was just, you know, really kind of operating in a vacuum. And so I think that sometimes we forget, we get so embroiled or in, um, into our own little worlds that we forget there are a lot of other moving parts in the organization. And that's really one of the, the areas that we, is a skill that we can learn about how to be strategic and how to look beyond just our department and how our department fits in with all of the other moving parts and spokes and cogs in the organization. Yeah, and that goes back a little bit to what you were talking about in terms of um, playing to your strengths and knowing how those fit within the organization, but then also baby of those volunteer opportunities that we're doing to get the additional skills might even be across departments or some way to get a bigger picture, like you mm-hmm. said, a committee that you could participate on that lets you see that bigger picture. Exactly. That's a perfect example, Right. Yeah, well, and I think it's challenging when we, I I don't know if you see this, but sometimes I think we have a myth in our head that if I just really work hard and and maybe keep my head down and do a good job, that I'll be promoted. And that's not necessarily how how the world works, right? That that we don't necessarily earn that promotion just just by doing our job really well. Right. The nose to the grindstone can sometimes really be a, a death knell because it causes you to not not get out and network and to not be visible and, and to not understand what's happening uh, politically and economically and all, all other ways. Yeah. All right. Well, when we, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how we want to approach the situation if we think we're ready for a promotion or we see an opportunity for a promotion, how we can talk to our boss about that and about our success once we get there. So if you'll come back in just a few minutes, we'll keep talking with Susan and learning more about how we can advance our career and get promoted within our organization. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back, and if you've tuned in this evening, you are in for a treat. As you've been hearing, Susan Whitcomb is with us, and she is talking about developing your career, advancing your career, being ready for that promotion, and how do you get there, how do you earn that, and and get those opportunities to be seen, right? I love that, Susan. You're talking about being visible and viable to the people that have the ability to move us up in our careers. So now we're going to talk a little bit about, so we've got an opportunity for a promotion or we see that there might be an opportunity for a promotion. How do we approach that situation, Susan? What do you think that we do first if we see that there might be an opportunity? Sure. So I think it's nice if it, it probably could work better if it's done organically. So, and what I mean by organically is that if you can weave that conversation into something that's already happening. So, for example, let's say that you're sitting down with the boss and you're talking about a project that's going on um, and you're saying things like, you know, just want to get on the the same page with you about how we're going to handle this project, Um, say a little bit more about how you would define extreme success on that and then, then the boss would reply to that. And so you've got a really clear picture of that. And then if you were to say something like, you know, I hear you, I also wondered about if we were to do something additional that might bring us an even greater ROI on that. So in a way now, you're sitting across from somebody strategizing and being collaborative and being sort of on equal par with that person because you're bringing these ideas that are going to be helpful and and income producing. And then as as you describe those ideas, then you're able to talk about what that could look like, how much extra work that might be. And, you know, the boss would say, obviously, since you've presented it, you know, I'd love for you to take the ball and run with this. And then you, as the the person wanting to get promoted, could say something like, yeah, I'd love to do that. In fact, it really fits nicely with some of my personal career goals, and one of which includes moving up to a position where I can have a greater impact on strategy in the bottom line, as well as take my compensation to the next level. So what you've done there is not come in and, and instead said, um, I'd really like to get promoted or I'd li- really like to get a raise. Because if you approach it that way, you can sound almost plaintive and <laughs> instead of powerful. So this organic process, I think, can really be helpful in that. Yeah. And some of the phrases that I heard that I, that stood out to me were the ROI, right? So you're presenting ideas that you can show some kind of return on investment or strategic reason for what you would do to move something forward, right? If there's a new project, new initiative, maybe a new customer even, mm-hmm. and being able to show your value before you start talking about your career goals and and taking your compensation to the next level. 
Right. And and at the same time, it doesn't just raise your hand to do more work without being compensated additionally. So, so I think really having and practicing in the quiet of your own bathroom in front of your mirror, <laughs> something like, you know, phrases that uh, it's exciting to see all the plans on the table for continued growth here at the company. I've been thinking about how I could contribute and also grow my career with the company at the same time. So those would be phrases that you want to at least get some muscle memory around so that you can weave them in. And again, I I don't recommend approaching that um, just out of the blue. You've got to do those five things that we talked about earlier, about doing what's expected, going beyond what's expected, etc., Yes, and if you're doing some of those things and paying attention to what's going on strategically with the organization, that's going to provide the opportunity to have this conversation, right? Exactly, right. Yeah. So one of the things, and you've touched on this, um, but maybe just expanding on it a little bit more, I've worked with a lot of people who, as you said, will kind of raise their hands to do more, and then, you know, you're doing more without any perks, right? No title, no money, you're, you're just doing more. Right. Any other ways that you can maybe give us to avoid that or maybe if it's happened, how can you try to fix it? Right. <laughs> so it might be that um, coming back to that idea about, you know, uh, tying it to I'd really like to grow my my career with the company. And as I think about where I would like to be in the next year or two years, some of the ideas that I've been thinking about where I might be able to best contribute would be doing X. And I'd love to sit down with you and map out a plan that would you know, be able to take, uh, to help that unfold. So you don't just roll over and, and say, okay, I'll just do the extra work and not do anything more. Now, the manager may come back and say, you know, we just don't have anything at this point. Or maybe the company is contracting. Um, so that, that could be a factor as well. So if that's the, the, the situation, my rule of thumb is to always think optimistically, right? If there's a contraction, it's an opportunity. What is it an opportunity for? Well, maybe it's an opportunity to do something a little bit different, to save a little more money. And anytime you're saving money or bringing in additional income in some form or fashion, then that would be an opportunity to be able to say, I recognize that the company at this point is is contracting and we've got some market forces that we need to address. Let's look at this as an opportunity and think about how do we retool, how do we uh, address this differently, how do we approach this differently to also make it a wonderful opportunity to do things better, to do things different, to do things more profitably. I would love to look at that, and I would love as well to look at um, some sort of maybe a bonus structure that would be tied to the savings that we can come up with or the additional revenues that we can come up with. What would it take to to sit down and kind of talk through that? Yeah, and you're you're thinking about different ways to be compensated, right? It doesn't have to be increase in salary. It may be performance-related and putting that carrot out there for yourself and for your manager to see that you understand you have to deliver value to get increase in pay. Right, right. That's awesome. It could be additional training of some sort. Maybe there's an expensive certification that you're interested in getting. You know, those, those could also be opportunities for compensation. Yes. And 
I think that you're two talking about looking at what's going on in the company before we walk in and, and start talking about, I've got all these additional responsibilities, I deserve a raise, being aware of what's going on in the company and does mm-hmm. this make sense? Am I, you know, should I be happy to have a job? <laughs> and, you know, we may want to just time our approach a little bit differently based on what's going on in the company. Exactly, right. I, I talk about how to talk things out with an employer, and the first letter of that acronym is T, is the timing. It's like, when is the right time to talk about this? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that if we are paying attention to some of what's going on in the company, we're going to have a better conversation, as you said, and have a better idea of when to do that. And all of the pieces are going to fall together. Now, do you think that during a, an annual review can be a good opportunity to bring up some of these conversations as well, or would you do it at a different time? You know, you can do it during the annual review. However, again, I think the more organically you can have those conversations, the less pressure and stress uh, there's going to be, and we know from brain science that people have this fight-flight response and they get into a defensive mode, and, and that's what you have to be cautious, cautious about and emotionally intelligent about when you're approaching a boss for um, a promotion of some sort. That first reaction that the boss is going to have is probably going to be fight-flight defense, like, oh, I don't have money in the budget for this. Oh, I can't lose my best performer. He's the goose that lays a golden egg. I just, you know, can't make this happen. So all of those things are going through his head. You've got to make it a win-win for everybody involved um, so that 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 can happen. And I think the best way to do that is, again, organically while you're talking about projects and goals on a sort of day-to-day basis. Okay, good, good. Okay, so let's say that we have success in getting a new project or hopefully, you know, a new promotion. What would be a few things that you would say we want to do to be successful in that new role? How do we get a good start? Yeah, I think uh, there's the two R's to be thinking about. There's results and then there's relationships. And relationships come before results. (laughs) So when you're in that first new position, you want to think very strategically about who are the people that I need to have on my side? Who are the stakeholders? What's at stake for them? What do I need to be aware of that that they might lose if, if I ask something of them? So really understanding all of the ins and outs of that. And then beyond that, making really clear, uh, being very clear about what the results are with your new boss. And so understanding what are the deliverables that we're looking for. Uh, There's a great book um, by Michael Watkins called The First 90 Days that talks about that even if somebody's been internally promoted, that it takes sometimes six months before you get that net effect where you're contributing. And so thinking about how do I shorten that time frame? How do I deliver results? And so having very open, honest conversations with the boss about that. Looking for a mentor, I think, would be another way to to be more effective and have that person be able to speak some wisdom and some tips and some shortcuts into the way that you're handling things can be helpful. Perfect. And that goes along with the relationships piece, too, to build a relationship with someone who's going to be able to help you navigate. And that person probably is not your boss, right? The mentor should probably be someone that's a little bit removed from the direct line of Right, because you've got to have that discernment. You don't want to 
cause your boss to to be concerned and think, oh my gosh, what have I done? I've you know this is my new hire, and they're asking me these questions. Shouldn't they know this already? <laughs> yeah. So you've got to find the the balance there between um, being confident and at the same time getting the the information and and the the help that you need in a way that um, won't sort of rock the boat. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, Susan, you have just given us a wealth of information in a short amount of time here. And so before we go into our next break and say goodbye to you, I just want to give you an opportunity to share with all of us and all the listeners how they can connect with you if they'd like to. So websites, LinkedIn, however you prefer people to connect with you. Sure. So my websites are, my coach training website for career coaching and leadership coach training is theacademies.com. And then probably for the book that's most relevant to our discussion today would be 30 Day Job Promotion. And that's um, published by Just Works. So 30 Day Job Promotion or reach me via theacademies.com. Great. Well, Susan, we so appreciate your time and your expertise, and I hope that listeners will be able to go and feel more confident about having these conversations with their managers to make a move within their company and and advance their career. So thank you so much. And listeners, if you, if you want to get a hold of Susan, you can find her through theacademies.com and check out the 30-Day Job Promotion. Is, was that the right title? Right. 30-Day Job promotion build a powerful promotion plan in a month (laughs) wonderful all right so 30-day job promotion well thank you susan and listeners if you'll if you join us in just a few minutes we'll be closing up some of these and giving you some tips to move forward in moving your career to the next level so we'll be back in just a few minutes business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we have been talking about career advancement, earning that promotion, talking to your boss about a promotion, how do you take that step up, and do it in the way you want to do it, right? Get to use your skills, move in the direction you want to go, make the money you want to make. And we were talking with Susan Whitcomb, and if you're just joining us, I'd recommend you download the podcast tomorrow when it's available and listen to Susan's wisdom. And then you can all all find her at theacademies.com so www.theacademies.com you can learn more about Susan and then check out her book 30 day job promotion as well as she recommended uh, the first 90 days by Michael Watkins so go and check out those resources if you are looking for a promotion or have been thinking about making a move and a step up in your company or in transition, and we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. So what we talked about at the beginning with Susan was, you know, before you start thinking about a promotion or if you're thinking, I've been in this position for a little while, why haven't I moved? One of the things I noticed that people have not really thought about is what do you want to do next, right? Where are you going? Susan talked about that We want to do our job well, and then we want to start looking at how can we go above and beyond in ways that move us in the direction we want to go. So if I'm taking on additional assignments, if I'm doing some project work, or possibly even doing some things outside of work, how are those things moving me in the direction that I want to go? Because, again, we know that a company is not going to be grooming us for some other role. And, you know, it's kind of nice that you get to choose where you're going to go. It just puts a little bit more of the work on you to figure out where that might be. And so as you're doing your planning and you're looking forward to what's the next step look like, start looking at those those next steps, those people that are in the positions, the positions themselves, right? What types of roles do you think are going to be a good fit for you? Where will you get to use your strengths? As Susan talked about, knowing your strengths. Do you know your strengths? And then how do you see if the positions that are the next step up will use those strengths. So working with engineers, a lot of times in the engineering world, you can move up into the technical realm, right? And and grow in your level of technical expertise or technical prowess, right? You can be an engineer two, three, four, whatever that might look in your organization. And or you might be able to move into marketing, right, and provide the technical expertise within the marketing team, product management, or as an account manager on the sales side. So I'm working with an engineer who's looking at all those different opportunities, and you're trying to evaluate where do my skills fit, where am I going to get to use my strengths, and then some of the kind of basic values things, what are you looking for out of work and how do those positions provide what you might be looking for 
out of work, whether that's flexibility in your schedule, more money, more opportunity for money, more opportunity for travel, more opportunity for doing the technical things or increasing your technical expertise. All of those factors are going to weigh into where you want to go. The number one thing that I know is that it's really hard for a manager to promote you today if you don't know where you want to go. Because you have to be able to communicate that to them and you have to be able to look for opportunities, as Susan was talking about, to have that conversation. Because most of the time today, no one's going to bring that up for you, right? Very few managers have really even the bandwidth to do a good annual review that goes through growth, not just performance, right? And so if we're not thinking about where we want to go and being able to communicate that, talk about our strengths, talk about how we're using them, connect the dots for our people, then it's going to be very difficult for us to get those promotions. So thinking about where do you want to go, what skills do you want to use, and then you can strategically start filling the gaps, right? Whether that's taking on projects internally that give you skills to fill the gap or externally. And that was one of the things that I did, right? I wanted to work with leaders. I wanted to be able to coach leaders. And I didn't have the opportunities within the Colorado State University system to do a whole bunch of leadership work, right? I managed staff and managed some student staff and definitely collaborated on programming and developed programming, but I didn't have a chance to be an executive, right? And in the university environment, you you have to work for a long time and or be a professor to get some of those opportunities. So I wanted to get those opportunities to grow my leadership abilities and found those out externally, right? Being the president of several different large nonprofit associations allowed me to get that leadership work so that I could bring that back into my work setting because I wasn't going to get it at work when I was at Colorado State. So thinking a little bit more creatively about how you can fill those gaps and get the experience that you want to move yourself forward. Again, all of that comes back to knowing what forward looks like, right? Knowing what up might look like. And that there may be some other moves before we get there, maybe even lateral moves before we get there. So if we're thinking about getting a promotion I think one of the most important things that Susan talked about was that global understanding of what's going on in your organization so that you can find the opportunities to say, hey, this is how I could add value in a way that actually adds value and moving the organization forward and present that idea in line with the company's strategy, right? It's, It's hard to talk to a manager about being promoted or getting a raise if you don't have some of that this is how I add value understanding and understanding of where the organization is going right that's that's pretty typical of all of us to want to know what's my money buying me right if we if I give you a a raise what what more will I get and you might be thinking well I'm already giving them a lot why do I have to give them more And I would say that's just the way it works, right? We all, when we're, someone's talking to us about raising the cost on something, we're always looking for what value am I getting for paying more? And your bosses are doing the same thing, 
right? What value will they get for paying you more? Because they don't expect to have to pay you more to get what you're already delivering, right? That's what they have already expected you to be delivering. So looking at the organization and really understanding where are they going? How can I add value? How, how, what are the challenges that they're facing and how can I be the solution? And that's different than what we're used to, right? We're used to do your job, do it well, and someone will recognize that and, and give you a promotion. And that just doesn't happen very often today. It's more proactive on your part, just like any other part of your career advancement is going to be proactive, directed by you, and done in a way that, as Susan said, doesn't bring up the fight or flight response from your boss, right? It's that, how can you present it in a win-win way of this is how I can add value? And she provided some great phrases to be thinking about on a more regular basis, right? We're not talking about doing this at your annual review because that may be a time where this, the wall is up, right? The barriers are up. The boss is trying to protect themselves and they may have a certain structure, right? We only get to give these many people raises or this. And so we're looking at, at it in a different way of when new things come up, a new project, a new client, a new idea, And talking about, yes, I'm interested in growing my career and contributing in a way that grows the company and taking my compensation to the next level. Love that phrase, right? You're not saying, and I need a raise to do that. I'm looking at advancing, adding to the company, contributing, and taking my career, my compensation to the next level in a very collaborative way, right? In what way can I help the company in moving forward, and I love that that moves my career forward too. And looking for those win-wins. Again, hard to do sometimes in the annual review, so I love that Susan was talking about doing it in a more organic way, in in a way where you're really sure how you can add value. And I always say, you know, what's the difference between initiative and being a loose cannon? And initiative is that you understand how it's adding to the company and that it's in line with the company's strategies. And you can only do that if you have your head up and are paying attention to where the company's going, taking advantage of some outside opportunities, whether that's inside the company or outside the company. You're filling those skills gaps, filling filling your knowledge gaps so that you can add value and being confident that you add value. If you cannot sell yourself, if you cannot sell your value, if you can't speak to how you've added value in the past and how you can add value as the company moves forward, it's going to be very difficult to win some of these opportunities because we have to promote ourselves today, really, that getting promoted I'm not sure that happens very much anymore. It's it's more you proving that you deserve it and being able to, in a very non-confrontational way, talk about how you add value and how, what your strengths are. And I love some of Susan's phrases around the strengths. I think just speak to how we can promote ourselves. But, you know, if I do a great job and someone says, oh, Marie, you did a great job, saying, yeah, that was such a wonderful opportunity to be strategic. Thank you. Thank you that 
the opportunity. I just love the opportunity to do these things and really speaking to your strengths and verbalizing them and realizing that you're going to have to verbalize some of those things on a consistent basis while having the emotional intelligence to know the right timing of saying some of those things and how to build relationships so that people are listening. And as Susan said, you're visible and viable to the people who make decisions. So we are going to come back and close out with your Get Career Smart tip in moving your career forward and the advancement of your career. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and talk about your Get Career Smart tip for advancing your career and getting a promotion. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King. For a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant and tonight we've been talking about career advancement and earning a promotion, asking for a promotion, and then succeeding once we've been promoted. And Susan Whitcomb was here with us today, and hopefully you heard her or go back and listen to the beginning of the show. She offers wonderful insights and some great phrases for asking about promotions, for talking to your boss about promotions and maybe more opportunities and thinking about it that way. And so hopefully you've also been following along at GetCareerSmart.com, been giving you the detailed descriptions of each show, as well as the Get Career Smart tips after each show. And 
tonight I want to talk a little bit about how promotion might look different today than it has in the past. The corporate ladder is it's not a ladder anymore, right? The corporate ladder has become a huge spider web if you think about the rope you know, the rope climbing where there's all the different rope squares, that to me is more what a career ladder looks like today, that you can move sideways, you can move up, and it's going to be a little bit more challenging than a ladder, right? If you've ever tried to climb one of those rope ladders, you know that they take a lot more strength and stability from you versus the ladder providing that stability. And that visual I think about you know it's a little bit more work on your side and yet you have the flexibility to move side to side you're not you're not set in this path this up and down path that the career ladder used to be and it's going to be a little bit more challenging for us as professionals to navigate that rope ladder so when we're thinking about promotion right or a raise or moving up or advancing my career we might need to think about it differently than we ever have in the past. Recognizing that there's not a prescribed path in a lot of organizations. So I might have to do some exploration and some research, even within my own company, to determine which way I want to move on the ladder, right? Which which direction do I want to go? Because it's not just up or down today. And Realizing also that that might mean some lateral moves to fill skill gaps, to to get additional experience, and that those lateral, lateral moves don't mean I don't get additional compensation or whatever it might be that I'm looking for if I can present it in the way that Susan talked about, right? If I can show that I'm adding value to this project in a different way or increasing my responsibility and have a good strategic conversation with my boss or or the stakeholders around that, I might be able to get some of the perks of a quote-unquote promotion even though it's not a step up on a, a normal ladder, right? Maybe it's a, a step one little rope up and over and I'm I'm making that strategic step getting some of the things that I need to grow my career even though it's not this promotion in the traditional way that I might think about it the other thing that I would say in terms of promotions today is that it may not be inside our organization right more and more people are moving between organizations to get those steps up simply because organizations are not losing their people at the same rate that they may have been in the past, right? We've all heard about there's going to be this huge retirement and all these people are going to leave the workforce. Well, then all of their retirement accounts plummeted and so all of them are still working, which For those of us who may be in the X generation especially, you're thinking, okay, I'd like to move up, but these people are never going to leave, right? And some of that may be true. And so we might need to either look at thinking about promotion differently internally, or are there some different moves I could make externally within the industry, whatever it might be, to grow my career and add, add value to an organization that may not be the one I'm in. 
And so thinking about all those different ways that promotion might look and career advancement might happen may not be the, and probably won't be, the traditional ladder mentality, right? That metaphor, I think we have to throw out that metaphor and really think about a more spiderweb approach of how am I going to move around and navigate and grow even though I might not be going up a ladder of career advancement. And and in addition to that comes some of those growing my own skill sets, maybe even knowing where the industry is going, right? What are the trends in the industry? What's going on with some of your competitors? And just taking your career advancement to a little bit bigger picture, which for some of us is going to be a big challenge, right? We're not... We don't know how to do that. We don't know how to look outside and and we aren't accustomed to doing that for sure. And so when you're doing the career advancement process and it, we've talked a lot about knowing where you want to go, knowing the strengths you want to use and then starting to talk about that within your organization. And Susan talked about getting a mentor, Right, and that mentor not necessarily being or preferably not being in your direct line of reporting, but someone who's knowledgeable in the industry, knowledgeable about your position, possible paths, and can help you navigate and have those conversations. And that mentor may or may not even need to be within your organization. And thinking about how we can use the other resources within our organization. Just because your HR people may not be talking about career planning or advancement within the organization at a bigger picture, my guess is that they would love to talk to you about that if you initiate the conversation and are looking for how can you add value to the organization while you're progressing. And so if having that conversation with your direct supervisor is for whatever reason not happening or not a, not, not a possibility, thinking about the other people within your organization that may be willing and able to have that conversation with you so that you can get the bigger picture, see what's going on, see how you can add value, and direct that growth on your own. So, my my last metaphor here for you is we've been talking about this career ladder, right? This up and down path, this this prescribed path. And one of the other metaphors I like to think about is a train, right? When you're on a train, it's on tracks and those tracks are very set. And we hope at least, right? And you're and you don't get off of them or it's a catastrophe. To me, your career and your career advancement is a lot more like being on a truck, a Jeep, an ATV, whatever you want to think about. And you are drawing the map for that ATV. You are in charge of where is that going. And that map is probably not going to be straight. It's not going to be this this train track line. It gives you the flexibility of moving within that map and it gives you the responsibility of drawing it. So as you're looking to draw that map, go to getcareersmart.com. We've got lots of resources for you around branding, networking, social media, career planning, and moving your own career forward. And then, of course, come back and join us next week. We'll be talking more about career advancement 
and moving your career forward every week here on the Career Confidant. So this is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and I really enjoyed talking with Susan Whitcomb today. Go back and listen to her phrases, and good luck moving your career forward and taking control of your own career wheel and your own career map. So we'll talk to you next week right here on the Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. Thank you.